Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. What is up, my friends? We are live. It is the Late Night Agenda. And as promised, we are back to give you guys the latest on Liverpool's recruitment search, or if you can probably gather from the title, the lack of a recruitment search at this particular moment in time. There's a lot I want to get off my chest tonight. I'm sure you guys do as well. Of course, we can have a little look back over the performance earlier on today. But first and foremost, as always, want to say thank you guys for joining me. I hope that you're uh, all well. I hope you're enjoying the summer. I mean, here in Ireland, there's not much of a summer, to be fair, but I'm not complaining. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit. I am a little bit. So, yeah, look, I hope you're all good. Appreciate you coming back, and we do have a lot to go through. So, as always, what I want you to do is keep your comments coming. Let me know how you're feeling about the window. Don't forget to drop a like on the stream if you haven't done so. And of course, hit that subscribe button. So what do we want me to start off with tonight? Because I'm going to have my say about the transfer window. But I want you guys to have yours first. You know, I don't want to just come on here and start ranting. That's not what this is about. But I do want to I do want to gauge opinion. Because I don't know if I'm being, once again, a little bit naive here. You know, I, I, I've seen the start of the transfer window. I thought to myself, yeah, this has gone well. Can't argue about the signings we've made. Absolutely top-notch. But I've also counted up about eight players that have left Liverpool Football Club. And we've brought in two. Now, I'm not very clever. But when we had a problem last year with having enough available bodies, how is adding two after losing eight going to make that any better? So what I want to know right now is, are we starting to get a bit nervous, chat? Are we starting to worry that FSG might pull another invisible rabbit out of an invisible hat or do we think that it's all a hand and there's nothing to be stressed about now the reason that i'm getting concerned the transfer window closes in about six weeks loads of time on that one but the transfer window before the league starts we're talking about two and a half weeks now and well a bit more than two and a half weeks to be fair let's say just shy of three weeks and i'm concerned because we can't afford to drop points early in the season we can't afford to fall behind the chase and pack. We need to try and get off to a fast start. So, with that in mind, why aren't we seeing the players brought in to get the pre-season with Klopp? And I don't buy into this, they're not available, Malarkey, if anybody's going to try and go with that one. And I've been trying to say to myself, you know what? Maybe they're just waiting for the Fabinho deal. Maybe they're waiting for the Henderson deal. But each day that goes along where these deals are being dragged out for whatever reason... It becomes a little bit more frustrating to us as fans because we want to see action. We want to see the big summer that we were told was coming. 
And I don't think I'm being petulant or arrogant to to ask these questions because we deserve we deserve the best. It's simple as that. Because we're waiting for a generational talent next year. Fritz, you could write my script for me, dude. You could write the show for me. I don't like to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I don't like to give the owners the benefit of the doubt because it hasn't worked well in the past. It's getting a little bit worrying. Now, I don't know if I'm a bit freaked out from the second half performance today. I mean, God bless the Echo. I read their um, I read their player ratings and I don't know what game they were watching. Has Ian Doyle actually just given up watching football? Like... The Gomez comments were fairly solid at right back. Something along those lines. You what now? Gomez was pants. Matip was pants. And by not calling that out, we're not doing ourselves any favours. I'm not saying seldom, but I am saying it's a concern. It's very much a concern when you make those substitutions for the second half and they just make us incredibly weaker, like incredibly. And this is supposed to be the backup. This is supposed to be the ones that we can interchange. No, I know there was a lot of young players there as well. Don't get me wrong. Uh, very impressed with some of those young players throughout this preseason so far. Kwanzaa, I've been really impressed with. Ben Doak has shown us one thing. He's not quite ready yet, but that's okay. He shouldn't be the finished article, but lots of raw talent there. So I'm, I'm going to put it to you guys that I'm getting a bit twitchy. I'm getting a little bit nervy. And I'm not saying just sign anyone for the sake of it. I get it. I know we have to get the right players. But we've had long enough to plan for this. And yet again, another day goes by, another week's gone by, and nothing happening. Now, one more question before I come into more comments. How is Adrian San Miguel given a new deal? I mean, can somebody please explain to me what I'm missing that Klopp is seeing? Because he's awful. He's absolutely awful. He was on the pitch less than two bleeding minutes and he was already passing the ball to their players for goals. Oh, I know it's a preseason friendly. I know, I get it. He's awful. And I can't say this enough. Nobody has ever, ever renewed his contract. No club. We've done it twice. Why? Why? Does he, does he make a lovely bowl of porridge or something? I don't understand it. Simicus is nowhere near good enough. Now, Exposure TV. I've been thinking about Costa Simicus quite a bit, dude, over the last the last week or so, if I'm being honest. And I've come to the same conclusion as yourself. Both preseason friendlies, he has looked absolutely diabolical. Like horrendously bad. Now, granted, there is some scope for a bit of room because he has been playing that inverted role that Trent plays. You see Connor Bradley playing it in the first half, way better than Costas plays it, by the way. And then Costas tries to play it, and he just looks like a liability. He looks like a liability in possession. He looks like he's defensively out of position a lot of the time. And the fall-off from the first half was, was absolutely horrendous. I'm, I'm excluding the front line, by the way, because Salah, really good. Darwin, really good. No issues there. I thought they were very, very bright. But yeah, it's concerning. JC Galvanil, last time he ranted, we signed Sobotsloy, rant away. I'd forgotten about that. Ooh, ranty time. Right, look, I'm going to have my say, and then we'll go into the chat, and we'll come back and forth on this. So look, this is my worry. John W. Henry is a charlatan. John W. Henry is cheap. Where's the money, John? Where's the money? And it's important that I keep saying, where's the money? Because one window becomes two windows, becomes three windows, and then we're still sitting around going, what's happening? 
We're supposed to know a few things about Jurgen Klopp. We're supposed to know that he wants players in early to get them up to speed, right? Have we or have we not been told this by the man himself? Yeah, here we are, two and a half weeks, three weeks away from the season starting, and we've signed two players, one of whom, as a precaution, wasn't available today, but I don't believe is serious. It's absolute nonsense. John, come here to me. We're not gobshites, mate. Stop lying. Stop fooling us. Just put your name on the checks or sell up, you absolute clown. And to see other outlets, I'm going to say outlets, Try to make out like everything's tickety-boo and it's all in hand. I mean, come on. Come on. Even the most ardent FSG apologist must be starting to get twitchy bum now. Because two sign-ins a summer is not. Especially when you lose eight. Now, granted, you can talk about the eight we lost, some of them being over the hill, some of them being injury-prone, but they're still bodies. Right now, we've brought in two brilliant signings and I think everyone's happy enough. But this is not the big summer. 95 million is not the big summer. It's not the, we couldn't sign Bellingham because we had to keep the whole pot of money. So, so John, for the love of God, you don't need another yacht. You don't need another team in America. What you need to do, you absolute plank, is sign players for a manager that you will never have the likes of again. He's got three years left, John. Three years. Spend the money or fuck off. Is it, like, I'm, I'm sick of it. I am. I'm sick of it. I, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt. I want to be nice about it. I want to think, oh, it's all going to be great. But if we go to Stamford Bridge at the start of the season and lose, and we have a little stuttery start, that's it. The fucking league's gone already, and we're only a week or two into it. And I, you might think I've been a little bit ranty here, and you might think I've been a little bit off the scale. But it's very easy for a season to go away. As the old saying goes, you can't win a league in the first few months, but you can lose it. And we've a difficult start. And we need to hit the ground running. If you look at every video I've made this summer, speaking about the window, I've said one thing. We need to get off to a fast start. We need to try and capitalise on the potential hangover that Manchester City might have from their season. Let's look around, shall we? At the opposition. What we're coming up against this season. Arsenal, one season back in the Champions League, 206 million and they're not finished yet. Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, Yuri um, and Timber, and they're not finished yet. United, they could be back in for Kane at this point. If not, they'll go and sign another striker. They've brought in a new goalkeeper. They've brought in another new player. Look around at Chelsea. Never-ending supplies of money for El Todd, and if they don't work out, he ships them off to Saudi. Newcastle, good solid business. Again, more than us. It's not good enough, John. We are not born yesterday. You fooled us from any windows. Put your money where your mouth is, or sell. Sell, John. Just sell. Please, John. Just sell. And I know people are going to go, who do you want in? Who do you want to replace, John? Anyone. Anyone that gives you shit. Simple. Anyone. Because all he cares about is sitting in Boston, looking at the value of the club, going up and up and up with minuscule spending. The reason that we are not in the Champions League this season is because of him and his pig-headed stupidity by not backing the manager, by not letting Jurgen Klopp go out there and bring in players. I don't believe for one second that Jurgen Klopp looks at the group of Liverpool players from last season and went, boxed it off, nailed it. Definitely didn't need a midfielder. Arthur Mello, saviour. Not having it. I'm not having it. Craig, we always get injuries, so to add two recruits after losing eight is just asking for trouble. Exactly. And I don't understand how we haven't learned this. If there's one thing that's always sure, you're going to pick up injuries in the Premier League. 
You're going to pick up injuries to players that you may not expect, but you're going to, and you need to have bodies. It's a long season. We've got the Europa League now as well. We need two new centre-backs. You know what? I'm kind of with you now on that. You asked me this yesterday, and I probably would have said one might do. But after seeing that today, Matip looked, and again, maybe I'm seeing this wrong, disinterested. Joe Gomez looked like he just discovered what a football was. It was uh, it was nuts. It was absolutely it was embarrassing to see a second division German side rip apart two tried and tested Premier League players who played in Champions Leagues, who won Champions League. It's nuts. So let's look at the window objectively, right? We've spent about 95 million. Of course, that could raise if, you know, if some of the add-ons click in. But we've brought in about a million quid a week in saved wages, probably. There or thereabouts. We're also about to sell... 52 million pound of midfielders or 53 million pound of midfielders so once again unless something changes very very quickly we're looking down the barrel of the old reliable fsg 30 to 40 million transfer window and that's before we consider selling Nat phillips is there anybody you still trust gomez now look you can't just trust or distrust a player from a performance today but my worries about joe have been Long held. Watch any stream I've done. I've said the same things. He ball watches too much. He's out of position too much. And look at today. I think it was their third goal. Matip and Gomez. Both of them. Neither of them tracked the man coming in. And he buried it. One million. Yes, one million quid a week in wages, mate. We've got James Milner's wages off the books. Bobby Firmino's wages off the books. Naby Keita's wages off the books. Uh, who else left us this summer? Alex Oxley chamberlains wages off the books. About to have Henderson's wages off the books. Fabinho's wages off the books. Um, are we missing anybody else that's left us there? So, yes, I mean, I'm probably on the low side saying a million quid a week. And we were told, go back, read articles on The Athletic, The Echo, whoever your favourite journalist is. We were told that these things were going to be done and the money saved would be reinvested, right? Now, I know you're saying I'm overreacting, and I'm look, I'm open to the fact that I am, but you know what I'm not doing is giving them fuckers the benefit of the doubt. That's what I'm not doing. I refuse to do that anymore. Klopp, all my trust, 100%. The owners, not so much. Uh, the Dugout Football Channel, thank you for your super chat, Doug. Hope yourself and the missus are well, and I know that you have a new arrival coming soon, so lots of love to you both. If given the choice of selling one of them, who would you sell, Joe Gomez or Joel Matip? See... If you sold Gomez, you've got a problem in a year with Matip anyway, because Matip's contract is up in a year, so you've got to replace him in that year. Is Sepp van den Berg going to make that leap? Not sure yet. Kwanzaa looks very good in fairness. So I would sell Gomez, and I said it at the time when he signed a new deal. I wouldn't have given him a new deal unless they were protecting his value. I don't know. But it's, um, it's very concerning when you see Joe Gomez constantly getting caught out in the same way. The fact that he's not getting called out on it by some of the media outlets is in itself to me disgusting. What we're supposed to do, whether you like us or not, as a fan channel, is give an honest assessment of how we viewed the game. To say anything other than Gomez and Matip were a liability, I think is a lie. So much negativity. Absolutely. What What's the positivity about? Because I've done positivity all summer. But positivity isn't going to sign us players. Positivity isn't going to get us off to a fast start in the Premier League. We've got no defensive midfielder. None. Zero. Not one. 
Thiago's not ready yet. Bajcetic has only just started training. Trent is not a number six. He's a he can play the pivot role absolutely. But I think I've I've every right to have a few concerns now, as this drags on and on and on. Uh, I'll drive from Ohio to Boston and fight John W. Henry for you. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not inciting violence from anybody, mate, and we certainly don't need to be going attacking John W. Henry, but he does need to get his finger out and actually start spending some money. 600 before Fabinho and Henderson. That's absolute nonsense. But let's go through the numbers, and let's not forget Carvalho's on loan as well. James Miller was on 140 grand a week. Bobby Firmino was on 190 grand a week. That's 330. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On 130 grand a week, that's 460. Nabi Kada, I'd say, was on about 100 grand a week, if my memory's right. What are we up to now? 560? And who else haven't I moved on yet? And, and if you add the other two in, as you said, you're getting close to the million quid. Which is like a lot of money that we should be able to amortize. And but when I say we should be able to spend it, what I mean is basic accountancy for football. What the money that you bring in, you amortize for a player across the length of the contract. So let's say a player costs 10 million and you sign them for 10 million quid a year for five years. So that's 60 million quid divided by the length of the contract, five years, you've got your number, 12 and a half or whatever it is, over the each year over the course of the contract. So there should be money there. This um, we have the highest wage bill nonsense needs to stop as well because we're moving on some of those high earners. And I can promise you that Alexis McAllister and Dominic Sobitzlai are not coming in on wages of about 250 grand a week or anything like it. I don't even know what money Arthur Mello was on. I dread to think, was he even paid? Was he really, like, did we actually give him real money? For what? Do we think we're a top four team as it stands? With a bit of luck, yes. And what I mean by that, Foxhound, is without injuries. Because if we pick up some injuries, as it stands, we're in trouble. Because we don't have much depth. Now, we've got plenty of depth in the front line. I'll give us that. So, look, let's go through some of the news today anyway. Good news is, Jurgen Klopp gave an update on Dominic Sobitz like. I know a lot of you guys were asking, is it a serious injury? What's the situation with his... um? with his ankle and this is what Klopp had to say he rolled his ankle slightly in training nothing really everybody is super positive about it himself first if we would have a Premier League game today or whatever he could play so we just don't take a risk and we see what he do for the Leicester game after travel stuff like this for the Bayern game he'll be ready definitely which is great news from the gaffer to be fair you know we we were worried because we've heard this phrase before haven't we with, with the old um a slight knock that turns into six weeks. Now, on Lavia, the latest I've seen today is 
that he's our main target. Now, I don't need to read this article to know that. I've been saying that to you guys for ages. But multiple outlets are saying that Liverpool will move. But again, question to the chat. How many times have you read Fabrizio, whoever your favourite journalist is, say that Liverpool have been in discussions with Lavia's camp? Because I swear to God, this must be going on five, six, seven weeks now. It's not that hard. We've got an agreement with the camp. It's time to put a bid in with Southampton. Because every day that goes by is another day that this young man's not on the training ground. It's another day that he's not getting the tutelage of Klopp, of Linders, of those other Liverpool players. Which is a missed opportunity. And, and that I don't get. So I'm, I'm really trying to bite my tongue for a second. Because, yeah, I'm going to bite my tongue on what I wanted to say. Right, so we know Fikahe's our residents on Bullshit Island here on Anfield Agenda. But they are still sticking to their guns to say that Liverpool are about to put a proposal to Bayern Munich for Joshua Kimmich. I want that to be true. I really, really want that to be true. But I don't know. And it's not like we're locked in battles for people. You know, we're not in a, a bidding race or anything like that for any players. So what are we doing? Like, really, what are we doing? If we need a centre-back, which we do, what are we waiting for? I, I don't get it. I, I Truly, I don't get it. Like, it's clear now that Colwell's probably not available. So, is this it now? Is it like Colwell isn't available, that's the end of it? Because there are other options out there. You know, we've been talking about Inacio, we've been talking about Per Schurz, we've been talking about um, a couple of other centre-backs. Action! Just, Just get them. What are we waiting for? Now, I know what you're going to say to me. You're going to say, Craig, the window doesn't shut until the 1st of September. Right, I get you. But the Premier League doesn't start then. And we could have already dropped some significant points. Now, I'm, I'm being worst case scenario here, of course. You know, we could start well. We could win in Stamford Bridge. We could go on a bit of a roll. But we're not giving ourselves the best chance to do that. And I guess that's my point. Uh, what did you think of Gakpo's position in the last game? It was interesting to see him on the left side of midfield today. Because um, initially I thought he was going to start on the right-hand side, but it seemed more McAllister was on that side from the bits that I was seeing anyway. Gakpo's just an incredibly intelligent football player. Uh, somebody mentioned it to me in the chat earlier on. I think you were spot on. It's, is there anything he can't do? Like, is there any position he can't do? It's it's brilliant. I love him. He's so versatile. He's so clever. For such a young footballer, his, his wisdom is beyond his ears, especially technically. Um, He's brilliant. I love Gakpo. Inacio prefers to play for United than Liverpool. And United haven't put in a bid for him. No, nope, she's just home. I definitely can't say it. There's certain women I'd like, definitely rather have married. Oh, here she is. Hi. Love you. I'm, I'm just making a point here, love. You know? Obviously, I love you with all my heart. I'm just making a very valid point here to the chat. Don't give out to me. Uh, Craig, what are your thoughts about Al-Halal bid for Mbappe? What can I say about this um, Al-Halal bid? If you haven't seen it, strap yourselves in, because it's about to get crazy. PSG have accepted an offer from Al-Halal for £259 million. £259 million. And here's the kicker. Apparently, they only want him for a year. And then he can toddle off to Real Madrid and in that one year, just 700 million for Killian. 700 million. So a player who has one year left on his contract is now suddenly worth 259 million pound. 
only because they want him for a year and then he can piss off to Real Madrid. Now, I have another question that follows on from this question. Just in case you think this is me making up numbers, I'm going to tell you where this comes from. This comes from Cafe Salacol Sky Sports. They said, there are some incredible numbers flying around. Some US outlets are reporting that Al-Halal are offering Mbappe something like 700 million for one season and saying that he can then go move to Real Madrid. That's something I've seen. All I know for sure is that that's not something I've seen, sorry. He said, all I know for sure is that the offer was made to Al-Halal for PSG for 300 million. Now, on this same article, he also goes on to say that with the bonuses that he has in his contract at PSG, Kylian Mbappe is making two million a week. Two million a week. Now, my question is, how are PSG in any way falling within the parameters of FFP? If they had Lionel Messi, they had Neymar, they had Mbappe, they had Donnarumma, they had Ramos, and they had all these other players. In what world are they generating that much money? Because remember, France's football television revenue is pants. So how is this not a problem? How is it that they're able to pay him two million quid a week? Two million quid. It's nuts. And nobody cares. You wait for sitting at home twiddling their thumbs because PSG played the good boys and PSG, you know, didn't kick up and join the Super League. Of course they didn't because they were manipulating their way onto the UEFA board, you absolute planks. Saudi Arabia is destroying football. You're not allowed to say that, mate. You're, like, it's the truth, Roger. And I'm with you. But you're not allowed to say that, apparently, you know, because if we dare speak any truth about the situation, we're, we're slandered with all kinds of stuff. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that they've just bid a quarter of a billion for a player with one year on his contract and are willing to give him 700 million. It's an embarrassment to football. That's what this is. And where is it going to stop? It's it's low. I keep coming back to the word jeopardy, but there's no jeopardy. There's no jeopardy if you don't have to balance the books. There's no jeopardy if you don't have to turn a profit. There's no jeopardy if you don't have to run it like a legitimate business. It's insane. But the people that are supposed to be looking after the sport are just allowing it to happen. And this is before we get to the shenanigans of the Todd Bowley links and the Newcastle links and the potential moving around of players. We haven't even gotten into that discussion yet. Does FFP exist in Saudi Arabia? Well, it, I'm assuming it can't exist. And here's why I'm going to say that. So the Saudi government bought or took over the running of the top four clubs in the Saudi league. So straight away there, there's no way that that can be, you know, balanced with FFP. And they're also giving money to other clubs. Now, look, Saudi are absolutely free to run their own league how they want. But it does have an impact on the rest of the world football. When the money being thrown about is insane. It has no rhyme or reason to it. it it's not a valuation. Like, who looks at Jordan Henderson and thinks he's worth 350 or 700 grand a week, whichever one he's actually on? Nobody. Nobody. Arabia is in Europe, so they won't follow FFP regulations. Well aware that that that, uh, that Saudi Arabia is not in Europe. Got that one boxed off, dude. Um, but again, who's looking after the sport? Like, what are FIFA doing to protect the game? Truly, what are they doing? Because Saudi just came in and bought golf. They're, they're taking over a lot of boxing. 
for a non-profit organization, I really do wonder what FIFA are at half the time. If Saudi offered that money to Liverpool, would I take it? No. I've been very consistent of one thing, Colin. I don't want the owners of countries owning football clubs. It's a very simple thing. And it doesn't matter if it's Saudi, Ireland, Australia, America. I don't care. I don't want any country owning a football club. Because the difference between a country and what they have at their disposal versus a private business, it's night and day. You can't compete. Uh, Osmosis909. Thank you for your super chat, mate. You're very kind. He said, what do you think about Saudi-owned clubs buying players from other Saudi-owned clubs? Newcastle, a bit dodgy. So I kind of flirted with that a little bit earlier on, buddy. And I think it is something that hasn't been covered enough, at least that I've seen. Now, maybe I've missed some very well-written pieces on this or whatever, but it does leave it open to shenanigans, right? Because somebody pitched something at me earlier on. And again, let's just say, for instance, that Al-Hilal get Mbappe. Now, they probably won't, but let's say he does. There's nothing stopping them from loaning him to Newcastle at any point. I don't know where it's going. And you're very right to say what you're saying. And it worries me. It worries me for a load of reasons. And I know that people are saying things like, I get the obvious answers. You're xenophobic. You're racist. You're just crying because Liverpool are blah, blah, blah. But no, I genuinely want the best for the game. I want the best for the sport. And this isn't sustainable. Did you see Carvalho's statements on Klopp? I did. And I don't know if you guys noticed this as well. He Was it just me? You see, he thought he was a bit snidey there. Like he said something like, somebody said, "Have you has Klopp been in contact? Or um, something like, has Klopp been giving you instructions? Or something like that. And he said, no, not really got many from him. Not heard much from him. Something along those lines. I thought it was a little bit snidey. And I wondered if you guys picked up on it the same. Carvalho was done at Liverpool. I get that feeling now as well, mate. I do. I think you're all spot on. I mean, well done to you. I mean, there's a reason why I think our community is the best. Because you guys know your stuff. And I agree with all of you in the chat who were saying, yeah, no, he's gone. And that's a shame. Because I liked Fabio Carvalho and I thought he had something about him. Um, but... It's it's tough to see a way from to come back from the sort of snidey comments we just seen. Uh, JC Galvanil, thank you, buddy, for your super chat. Said if PSG get three hundred million euro from Mbappe, do you think they'll go after Mo? Yes, quite frankly, mate, I do. I've said this for the longest time. My worry about Mo going to PSG only increased massively when I seen him with the PSG president after the Bournemouth game last season, sitting there having lunch or whatever they were. And I know Remy Abbas said that it was just friends having a chat, but I'm sorry, it's not a great look when you're a Liverpool football club player and you and your agent are sitting there having lunch with the president of another club, a club that we know have an interest in them. So, yes, if if they get that money from Mbappe, of course I'm worried they're going to come back in for Mo. How, tr- how crazy is it that we've no number six right now no true number six it's scary tailor made like i fully believe we'll have one by the time the season starts but it is a bit of a weird headache isn't it like we've played two games now two games where a new number six could have been brought in and could have had some minutes and could have gotten used to the movement of the players around them and the system but no we're kicking the can down the road again and every day that goes by now is another day less of pre-season another day less where where these guys can get up to speed do i think connor bradley is good enough i i very much do but my problem mickey is i wonder will he end up being um very similar to nico williams you know a player who is clearly good enough to play in the premier league a player who 
has lots of positive attributes, but will he get that chance? Now, I've been very pleasantly surprised to see Klopp giving him that um, that dual role that, that Trent has had at the end of last season. And I think that Conor Bradley has done himself no harm in preseason whatsoever. You know, I did watch him a little bit last season. I definitely watched him when he played for Northern Ireland. And maybe I'm a bit biased, but I'm rooting for the kid. And on that, I'm going to bid you guys good night because it's been a long day and I've got to record a video and a few other bits and pieces. What our friend uh, Azazim Saeed has said there, bro, Valverde or Barella, I'm with you, bud. Either of those two, sign them up and it will be a very, uh, very happy window for me if one of those two came in. Right, so I'm going to make a couple of videos over the next week or two. One of them is on potential rule changes in the Premier League, so do keep an eye out for them dropping. But again, appreciate your support tonight. Do not forget, less than two weeks now in Dublin at the Sugar Club. Come see us. You'll find the link to buy tickets in the description of the video. And yeah, thank you all for everything again. You show up every day. You make my day. You make me smile. And I hope we come on tomorrow and we've got some positive news to speak about. So, um, cool. Right, my friends, I'll see you tomorrow. Much love. Thank you so much for your support. See you then. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 